Mm. 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 What are you doing? What? Are you eating during this podcast? Yeah, so? Is there a problem? So? Good God, man. Your munching is distracting. Hey, I can't help it. It's this new seasoning I got. It's so delicious. Seasoning, you say? Yeah, from the Steel City Salt Company. Did you make that up? No way. It's the best store where it comes to getting all of your seasoning, salted, and spice needs. Since 2011, it's been bringing a new era of exciting flavor to Pittsburgh and the surrounding regions. From their popular flavors like garlic herb, dill pickle sea salt, and black and gold seasoning. Sounds great, but I don't live in Pittsburgh. Doesn't matter. They ship nation and worldwide. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so go to their website and check it out at www.steelcitysalt.com to order now. Free shipping on orders of $39 and up. Don't miss, and let's spice up your life. Hello and welcome back to The Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today we're going to be reviewing the new Christopher Nolan sci-fi epic, Tenet. And what a film it was. What a film it was indeed. Yeah, well, the exciting thing about this, Chris, we both were pumped because this is the first, well, both of us, the first official movie we've both seen that is the in newest six months. that just released. Yeah. I have uh, been seeing a couple of old classics, but this is our first big movie that we were going to see together. Obviously back obviously. in a movie theater. Yeah. We, we yeah. finally have a few uh, movie theaters open back up in California. So it was very exciting to be back in a movie theater, back in an IMAX screen to see Tenet properly on a big screen. And um, it didn't disappoint. Uh, this is a very, on, on par with Inception, I would say, in terms yes. of this kind of, uh, it's somewhat real life, but there's a bit of a fictional element to it, but it's not too fantasy related. It's not too bizarre. Um, no. But it is a complicated plot. It's it's a complicated, it's, it's like a spy thriller mixed with a little sci-fi in there. I yes. It was the ultimate and genre he was going for. I think, yeah, and true, if you are obviously listening to this, you're definitely going to be a Nolan fan. And, uh, you know, when you, it's so funny, uh, we, you know, if you hear other reviews and when you think of a Nolan film, it's like he's not even the star in the movie, but his presence is all over it. And this is definitely up his alley. What Inception was to like a high-style film uh, with some kind of interesting elements, this one is like, uh, as you said, a good straight-up kind of British um not British, but one of the like the classic like the oh to the James Bond spy thrillers and all mm-hmm. those like favorites. So it has that, but it does have a bit of this interesting sci-fi element that uh, sets it apart and does make you think. I will say, you know, for two and a half hours, I was definitely glued to the screen. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, one thing that I think that you'll notice that's a bit of a challenge, and I think everyone has agreed with this, but. The, there are many times where the dialogue is not easily heard, unfortunately. Yes, the that sound is, design was a little poor. And this has actually been a criticism I've seen from multiple reviews. So it wasn't just the theater itself had bad amps. It was actually the music at times was too loud or, you know, often they're wearing gas masks or like a SWAT police mask. As we know and today, we wear masks. You can't really understand us. So. You can't, yeah, you think you can't understand 
when you're trying to go order your latte at Starbucks, trying to speak of saving someone's life in this crazy chase sequence with, you know, and that was a lot of this movie. There's also a scene where they're kind of um, sailing on these kind of high powered boats and they all have these like microphone things on. And even then I was like, you can't hear anything they're saying because no. there's so much noise from the water effect of them it's, on the sea. Then like, what? Definitely a movie you want to see. If you can get out in theaters and see it, you want to see it in the theater, in the IMAX mm-hmm. because that's how it's made. But I think the movie would have been great if certain times they added some subtitles. I'm definitely going to have to watch it again uh, for that reason. But, Unfortunately, I think this is a thing coming up with a lot of Nolan films that there are times where you can't hear the dialogue. And although for for me, I do enjoy more of a straightforward plot. There's not a very straightforward plot. You do have to pay attention from the very beginning to the very end because there's a lot of twists and turns. And there will be many times throughout this movie where you are second guessing and, and very much to the end you're going to be, wait, what happened? So I yes. thought when we saw Inception, I think there's, it's still to this day over 10 years that people are still pondering it. I personally got more invested in the what ifs and the whodunits and, and why was this movie than Inception, to be honest. And I think you felt the I same. think this was, this was a little more difficult in terms of um, understanding it all. Yeah. Uh, Inception, I thought, was a very great idea as well. But I think by the end of that movie, you kind of get it all. Yeah, uh, this one had a lot that made me think. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back a few times to catch everything, because it is um, the main concept of this film. Is we are following this CIA agent, John uh, John David Washington, who's Denzel Washington's son, great actor, and his his little name is the protagonist. We don't yeah, actually. He know is his the name. protagonist, and that is his name. <laughs> and he is hunting down a bad Russian man who has got a hold of this technology that actually can inverse objects yeah, backwards it's, in time. It's a doomsday device that he's going to use to essentially bring out World War III. And this is like the tale as old as time. Unfortunately, a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these big end of the world kind of, you know, spy thrillers that happen. So along the way, he's got help uh, from from different sides and different help. And, I, and speaking of these amazing performers, there's a lot of great performances in this movie. And as you said, yeah. So I mean, of course, like I said, we have John David Washington who's leading this film, and he does a fantastic job. He's he's playing that straight man. He's the one that's going on the journey. So he's discovering a lot of these twists and turns, and you know, he's not only kind of a smart man who's kind of trying to understand everything, but he's also quite a fighter. And there's some great action sequences in this movie where he kicks some major butt. And then he's uh, helped along by, uh, he picks up a partner, Robert Pattinson, who was a uh, fabulous in this and uh, looking quite dapper, if I might yes. say. They put, always put on the most dapper clothes in every scene. Um, but he's kind of like his right-hand man. And um, yeah, it's a very, uh, the, the Nolan-esque vibe of this film is everything looks so real. Um, it didn't look like there was a lot of CGI used in this film. Absolutely not. The effects were incredible a lot of practical effects and there as movie buffs go we always are looking to i think because we see so much of it nowadays in movies you keep looking for oh how did they do that but the whole time you're like you are completely immersed in this film and like wow how how do they accomplish that uh and you'll and i feel like the, yeah. the yeah some it's some of these just sets i think of the locations he chooses to shoot in are 
there's there's a rustic quality to them, but they look so real. It doesn't look like anything was put into like a, oh, this is a few things we built and then we put CGI, everything else. It looks so real. And even the action sequences where things are going forward and backward in time all look really practical. It didn't look like a lot of like CGI was done. Um, so it was that that whole kind of idea was really thrilling to watch on screen. It really pops and it's really entertaining to watch. But another element I wanted to bring up was Elizabeth Debicki kind of plays this. She's like the heart of the movie. She yeah. plays the kind of tormented wife of this. Yeah, she's not Russian a she's not a villain. femme fatale. She no. is a, she is and she's not so much a damsel in distress either. So she's kind of an interesting blend. Uh, cuz you're right, she plays the wife of the main villain uh who is fabulously portrayed. Uh again this guy is a chameleon and I keep butchering his name. This is I know we say it wrong but Kenneth Branagh, I yeah. think is how you maybe say it, but um who of course I was actually talking to my friend uh Tim who was on our episode this week for the Star Wars uh, I was saying it's so funny to think of actors and thinking of the range they can play. And I was like, think of a Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets to yeah. here. I mean, like, I mean, Kenneth has had a huge range of characters in his career. From but, from, um, from uh, live, this, he was very a uh, very subtle kind of villain at first. And then he really takes up and he's really chewing the scenery, and he's quite the the dark character. That's really like, oh, absolutely, he, he's full on villain. Um, Another great thing about this movie I thought was pretty entertaining was um, typically for Nolan films, Hans Zimmer is the composer, but yes. Hans Zimmer did not do this film. It was Ludwig Gorenson, who we know has done, he won the Academy Award for Black Panther mm-hmm. and um, he did the Mandalorian. So he came, you know, do, 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 do. <laughs> he came up with all that. So this was, it, the music fit really well for this because it is again, this kind of, Similar to what Hans Zimmer would have done, it has a lot of this kind of technological feel to it and like a driving, pounding, you know, and there's something to, because time is such an element in a lot of Nolan's films. A, yeah, and a lot of fast It plays pace. into that. Exactly. Fast-paced, almost like rock and roll style mm-hmm. music. And it really drove a lot of those scenes. But as we did mention, the flaw was at times the music was actually too loud over the dialogue. Yeah, I think, especially in a movie where this, where there's a lot going on and you do have to pay attention, the times they are talking, you want to know what they're saying. And unfortunately, love the music, but yeah, that was that was probably one of the biggest downfalls of this movie. Not to say it, a bad thing, but it did take away from that experience of, I want to know what's going on. Conventional movies, you may be confused with what's going on, but you have the facts. So, and got to give a shout out. I thought this was crazy. I really thought based on the trailer, when we first saw it, we're going to see a little bit more of him because I think he's a go-to in a lot of Nolan films is uh, fantastic. <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I'm uh, going to do one scene for Tenet. I'm only going to do one scene. And <laughs> I will be eating in that scene if I can, uh, which he does. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, he's he's only one scene. And... um. I think there was, you know, a lot of talk about maybe this would be something related to Inception yeah. or there'd be something that was connected. And again, I think it's one of those films you have to see a few times to maybe see if there's more of a connection that maybe you didn't get the first time. But I think people expected that maybe his character would have been his character from Inception, but he's a totally different guy. So He's actually um, Alfred from Batman. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's back. No, yeah. So I definitely, like you said, Chris, and we, we all thought there was a, a connection not to take away from the film, but focus on the movie as it is so that you can appreciate 
what it's trying to do in this whole different genre. And I think uh, it seems like, I love it. I think it seems like Nolan's doing his own like uh, infinity war. You know, he's got interstellar was, uh, you know, space <laughs> this one's time and, <laughs> you know, and reality. Yeah, You could, you could look at it that way. He's, he's kind of tackling these different themes, but um, it's just, I know there's, there's something about he's, it's the originality that yeah. he's bringing to the big screen that I think is something that's why people time and time again are going to his movies. Uh, and even like, you know, Dunkirk was a fabulous movie that also had a lot to do with time. And he used that essence of not everything was linear and that, yeah. that does happen a few times in this movie as well. And there's just something about how he's kind of creating these worlds that are they're it's almost parallel to what we are experiencing now. There's a base so like, in reality, but yeah. there is... But there's lot. this element that is a bit fictional, but it looks so real. Like, it's not some, like, big CGI, you know, craziness. So I think that's something that we really appreciate about Christopher Nolan. That's why I think he's the master of his craft, is he really thinks of, you know, he probably thought of, okay, what would be a cool concept? And maybe he thought, oh, I kind of do, like, a spy thriller. Something, like, oh, as we said, like a James Bond, yes. a, uh, Jason Bourne, you know, something like that but I want to do my twist on it. And that's where I think he has element of this time weapon that can be used uh, for good or for bad. And then from there, as he loves to do, adding all these mysteries and all these little things where yeah. you audience may not catch it the first time. You have to kind of pick it up on your own and all the dialogue's not there to give you every little bit of information. You have to kind of work it out, which is why I, yeah. a lot of films are repeat viewings to get it all. There's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot to say about his movies, the visual aspect. It is the the music that he focused on for the emotion and the visual aspect where you really need to pay attention, whether it's Inception, it's this film, any of these Nolan films, even the Batman trilogy. There's a lot to be said about just paying attention because he wants you as an audience to think. And this movie does invoke a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's very trippy. Uh, it has been described as bond on acid. It definitely delivers on that. Yeah. I feel uh, like that was a good, a good a description of it. I just know that there was, there was parts of this movie where it doesn't click in your brain no. until it's literally happening on screen. And then I was like, Oh my, like my yeah. brain exploded. It was like, yeah, a lot of jaw drops that I was like, <laughs> Whoa, didn't see that coming. Um, but o- overall, although I was a little disappointed with the sound, I was really happy. And this was a great first film back in the movie theaters. It just, it made me so happy to be seeing a big screen adventure again and all the acting, the, you know, Nolan's directing the music, the editing, the sets, everything. It was just like really entertaining. Yeah. Well with the wait. So I, I I think we both agree that, you know, give this uh, a solid rating for this film. The fact, yeah. I think an amazing performance is very pleasantly surprised to see a continued great job of especially shout out to Robert Pattinson and John David Washington as they're really kind of transforming their careers and really taking on these new challenging Mm -hmm. uh, roles and uh, taking away from, you know, maybe I think what they were known for. And I think they did a very good job with that. Uh, But yeah, the story visualization and again, what a collaboration uh, Nolan continues to deliver. Uh, in these projects and i'm looking forward if if they revisit this world or they go in another direction because he's amazing yeah see uh, a lot of people after inception were maybe like oh, i'll be great to have another one of because of, it's such a creative world this is another one like that this is another one of his in his uh 
slate here where I'm like, yeah, I would love down the line to see a sequel of Tenet and see what more we can see from this, uh, this kind of world. Um, Cause it's just, it definitely left off wanting, you had more questions than you had answers. And it was like, Oh, I want to know more now, but uh, yeah. that's what Nolan does. He doesn't want you to go away knowing hundred percent everything that he was telling you, exactly. which is no, the brilliance no, no. of it. You know, he gives you enough, but not enough to be like, ah, I don't have it all. But yeah, definitely recommend if you can go see this movie. And if you have a chance, do see it in IMAX or see it on the biggest screen you can because it's it's massive. Absolutely. And uh, I recommend maybe a second viewing just to whet that appetite and maybe keep uh, <laughs> yeah, those answers uh, you know, quelled. So we, uh, we're so excited and uh, we look forward to seeing more of what Nolan's got in store for us. So we definitely recommend Tenet. And that was this week's Potential Pick. 